Diva Caldergrail, Fortuity Sports Center on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome once again to the Sports Center Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio on the 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the TuneIn app in association with our Credit Union. And on today's show, you can all but be hurling. And we're joined our panel here in studio with co-presenter Pat McNamara, our regular analyst uh, Sean O'Halloran, Kevin O'Regan and Danny Chaplin. You're all welcome, lads. Pat, first of all, massive weekend ahead again. The championship is down down to the final six, following, I suppose, what we call maybe a definitely one fastical playoff game last week between Tipperary and Offaly. Dublin and and uh, Carlo is a bit more more competitive, but look, we're down to the final six and two quarterfinals in the Gaelic rounds later on this evening. Plenty of food for thought. Yeah, uh, the first thing is, is the great news is it's in, it's in the Gaelic rounds. I think we're all very, very pleased with that. Um, we didn't want to be going to Cork. We mightn't have minded going too much to Croke Park if it was a possibility. Port Leash, as we mentioned in other places, obviously Thurles uh, wasn't going to be an, uh, an option, I think. But fantastic at Limerick. I mean, the last time we played there, we left a game behind us, the Munster Championship final behind us. But we play well there enough. Ideal for supporters. Um, tip will probably come in numbers. So I'd say, first of all, the ticket situation was... A, there seems to have been a demand during the week. Can it, sometimes you hear there was a big demand, more times you hear there wasn't, but I suppose they're expecting up to 30,000 people anyway. Tipperary, followers obviously confident. Um, Galway, probably less so. Dublin don't bring a big crowd anyway, but I think Clare will travel in numbers and I think we're in for a, a great evening's hurling. And um, it's this is it now. Knockout, there's no more. Second chances, no more anything. It's it's the, the business in the championship. Uh, I suppose if Clare take Dublin seriously and prepare properly and give the performance we, we know they're capable of, they should win it. I think if they're any little bit off at all, you know, I don't know who might have Dublin tuned to be very athletic, very fit, very hard, very strong. Donald Burke was over maybe 10 or 12 frees and it could be maybe in a battle with five minutes left or 10 and you don't want that. So with a good performance and the, and the lads taking it all seriously, I think, and very, very, very committed and tuned in. Maybe it'll be cleverer play in terms of giving a good supply to our forwards, better ball into our forwards. Uh, I think we should win the game, but uh, second game then is going to make a it's a, a great bonus of, of an added bonus to watch. Could go either way, I think, but uh, certainly Leo, uh, something to really look forward to there later on. And Sean, the championship is really it's really starting starting this weekend. You know, okay, there was a great bite in the Munster final. Unfortunately, we didn't come out, but really the real championship is starting now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's you know there's there's no side door or front door or any other door from from here on in. It's just straight knockout. And um, I, I I expect two two good games. I I I believe Dublin will. You know that we shouldn't underestimate them in, by any shape or form because uh, Dublin have played well in the in the current championship and um, have given you know a lot of good teams good good you know up to 50, 55 minutes so uh, you know and a bit longer in in, in a few cases so. I think Clare will be prepared for them though and they will I say they will go to you know to get put scores on the board early on and you know get into a rhythm and um, I, I, I think you know they will be too strong for them uh, obviously you know as, as Pat rightly says you know the preparation is key to every game particularly you know a championship but we surely will have learned a good bit from the game the last day in Limerick you know you know if we can cut down our mistakes and in terms of um, I, I would think free taking is an issue you know I think we just have to get a regular free taker a, a, a regular in the sense that you know uh, 
we have to, you know, talking about 95% conversion rate. You know, if you look at the real top teams in the country, Kilkenny, Galway, uh, you know, they, they, they are putting putting away, you know, 90, 95%. Okay, you can allow for 1%, uh, you know, you know, one or two, two frees. Which will always get. Which will, will happen anyway. And But I think you have to, we have to, Nail that one, I think, in Clare, and I think we until we until we you know get a get, get a permanent and a settled free taker. I, I think it will co- probably come back to haunt us. Yeah, Kevin, there's no doubt. But look at realistically, great to be going back only in the road into the Gaelic grounds. You know, bringing Dublin down. Normally they say they get lost when they pass the red cow, but you know this Dublin team under me, I don't know who Sean alluded. They're they're no bad outfit, and you know they. They should have beaten Galway in, 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 in the Leinster Championship and, you know, Galway probably should have, could have, should have won the Leinster final. So, I suppose to be forearmed is to be forewarned. No, absolutely. And I think maybe um, without without don't know any team that he's going to be involved in is going to be exceptionally well organised. And they've come in with a free shot on Saturday evening. Um, nobody will be giving them a chance only themselves and like they will maybe look to clear last year as well in the quarter final after the Munster, Munster final defeat how they had a real hangover and really struggled to get over Wexford um, hopefully that won't be the same from a clear point of view um, against Dublin this year um, like just to go back to, to Sean's point on the, on the free take and Whatever about Aidan McCarthy may be taken in this close in freeze, like there is a range that he has, and I think he comes out and takes the Hail Mary shots from his own half back line that we've exceptional strikers in, in around that part of the field, or even Tony, if he's out around there, to hit them. Like Aidan shouldn't be coming out to hit them, I think, and they're very low percentage shots and demoralising to see them drift wide as well. Um, looking at Clare after the Munster final defeat, I suppose there was an opportunity lost there and they're on a mission now. I, I very much hope so to make amends for that and ha- have high high ambitions to go to Crow Park against Kilkenny after after Saturday after Saturday evening beating Dublin and, and go beyond that again. But I can't, you definitely won't be able to take Dublin for granted. As you said, they're, they're a difficult outfit, outfit to overcome. Gal was struggling with them. They've one of the marquee forwards in the game, Donald Burke, Michal Donald have them well organised. Um, Clare hopefully will have their house in order as well. I suppose there's question marks arising after the Munster final defeat as well. I assume Connor will, will, will still be injured, so who will come in there, slide into the full back line? Uh, Keen Nolan had a tankless job, absolutely tankless job, the last against Aaron Gillan. Um, You'd imagine Shane Morris put his hands up for a start um, against the Dubs, and and um, yeah, so a, a lot to look forward to. Gaelic grounds are home from home for us as well. Um, the Dubs will they have too many there? They probably won't. So it'll be a big clear following there again. Um, the the second game then has the making of an absolute cracker of a game. Um, both coming in different after the previous game very differently. Um, the Tipperary with a very facile win over over Offaly. Should that game really be required in in the competition at this stage? Um, Galway will have a hangover after the um, la- last minute Leinster final defeat with the Killian Buckley goal. Interesting to see how they react. Um, it'll be tough for them to react. You'd imagine um, Sheffield will have them primed, but it, it, it's a very difficult game to call. Um, has 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 an epic game, hopefully, with a huge crowd there on Saturday evening. Um, 
Tip Cahill, again, he'll have, he'll have ambitions after kind of whimpering out of the Munster Championship as well. Um, so, yeah, Cahill and Shefflin going toe to toe on the line and, and the goal with Tip Lads, yeah, it's making a, a huge game and, and, and something to really look forward to. Danny, following on the point that Kevin made there, you know, the, the these preliminary quarterfinal games, Tipperary and Offaly, I suppose the less said about it, the better, you know. Should these games really, Carlo? Obviously, Carlo were competitive, you know, yeah. up against Dublin. Maybe the celebrations of winning Joe McTuna maybe took their toll there a small bit. But, you know, Offaly, what motivation was there for Offaly? You know, Tipperary, in fact, they'd done their job, they had the game over after five minutes. What's, yeah. the, what's the point in. in none. The answer, the short answer is none. And, and the problem we'll see now, there'll probably be changes made next year with the likes of Cork and Waterford out, and you have Offaly coming through. I know they won't be happy down in Cork and we know that the, the Cork boys will probably change it again. Um, but like, for, as you say, for Offaly, but what good is it to Tipperary as well? Do you know, and I imagine there, 10 minutes ago last week, they stuck four balls inside in the back of the net. They could just as easily mm-hmm. have put them over the bear. You know, did they need to... Did they need seven goals to get and they might, need some, they might need some of them goals they might this Saturday. They might need them this Saturday and they might need fellas to be able to get into the position to take them this Saturday. But, you know, the, which tip is going to turn up on, um, is is uh, the other question. Is it the tip to play in the Munster Championship, the latter rounds of the Munster Championship, even against Clare on the first day of the Munster Championship? Like, our, our um, young foodie had a nightmare and we still scored 3.23. So Tipper conceding scores, I, I, I don't know, is it a foregone conclusion, which a lot of people would imagine after the score in 7.38 last week, it's, they're going to beat Galway. Galway lost, uh, well, well, it was the last second, they lost to Kilkenny, but they did lose, you know. Um, I, it has the makings of a great game, and I just, if the real tip turns up and the real Galway turns up, it could be an absolute cracker. But uh, I suppose to get back to our own game, we just have to... We have to, as Kevin said, make sure we don't have a hangover from the Munster final, number one. Number two, I slightly differ from the... the actually, I, I bigly differ. I hate playing in Limerick. No matter how good we play, we rarely win in there. Clear teams, it's like a graveyard for us. If we go back over the years and years, we beat Limerick once this year in 126 years in the Gaelic rounds. We've lost 10 Munster finals now there. You know, it's just, I don't think we win games there. We might play well there. And I'd have a big fear of uh, uh, that we'd be maybe, maybe going into this, maybe uh, Dublin. They didn't do so well against Carlo. I just hope there's no complacency there. Like last year, we, were down, we barely scraped over yeah. Wexford last year. Probably shouldn't have beat Wexford last year. But we did. And... The, the hangover seemed to carry on into the to the semi final last year, you know. So, I just I, I suppose the the other side of that we have an extra week. I think this year there was a, an extra week of a break. Yeah. So, you know, the first week is probably a recovery week and freshen them up this week. So that extra week could have a big bearing on on today. And you know, it does not out if we turn up and if our forwards can get get the run on them. And our, a big, big, big job for our half-back line today and Sutcliffe and Burke, two really good forwards, you know. And if our half-back line dominate them, I think we're in with a great chance. And and if Shane O'Donnell can continue the form he's in, winning the possession that he's winning, and maybe Tony get back, get the shooting irons back on, I think we're more than capable of winning it. But we just 
the real player has to turn up as well today. Pat, there's no doubt about Dublin or Red running team, and that's what Michal don't know who has gone for. You know, they're all athletic players. Keane O'Sullivan, Keane Boland, another fella having a, a fair a fair, a fair championship. And he'll cost Damon Ryan, he'll be taking him around the Gaelic grounds on Saturday evening as well. You know, it's not going to be this foregone conclusion, but there's no doubt that, you know, it's in Clare's own hands. Obviously, you know, there's a. I don't know what way the fitness of Ronan Hayes is for Dublin, but the way the big man has, you know, played well against Clare at Square, would they be tempted to throw him in, even though Sullivan has been playing there and is kind of a more low, low down to the ground fella who gets goals, you know? Mm. Well, I'd be I'd be very wary of Dublin in the sense that um, they have absolutely nothing to lose. So they're in the same situation now as, say, we would be going in facing the likes of Limerick again, our, 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 our top team. So to Dublin, we are close to the top. They're a bit lower down. They're coming in an All Ireland quarter final with absolutely nothing to lose. A youngish team, maybe missing a few of the old guard, maybe. A good manager, a really good manager, and uh, being written off. And if you were to listen to, I hope to clear players, don't be reading social media because there's some rubbish spouted during the week by, you know, clowns on social media about beating them 8 pints and 10 pints and 12 pints and no regard for them at all. In that can seep through to players. I might not even be reading it, but you, you, hear, you can't avoid seeing and hearing everything. So we absolutely have to be right because if the game is tight with 10 minutes to go, you know, who would be the more jittery? I'd say Claire would be when you're expected to win the game and what you thought would happen isn't happening until as you hoped. Having said that, having said all that, um, there's no question about we have, we, have, we have better players than Dublin. Nearly most positions we, have, we think we have a better player than Dublin. I agree, Donald Brooks is done. I love watching Sutcliffe, he's a great hurler. O'Donnell, the, the, the full-backer, wherever he's playing, I think he's a savage defender. And a few of the others, as you said, Boland and those as well. But um, I'd say you'd imagine no matter what team we put out or finish with, we should be better than in most positions. So it's all in the head then. And if the heads are right, uh, we should be good enough to do it. But um, I, I suppose I, I can see Danny's point about the venue, but I, I genuinely have always been thinking myself that, you know, people have to get over venues, you know, when all is said and done, like, I mean, history is history, but, you know, it's a field and it's... It's, it's, it's green grass it's and white lines. It's it. You know, but it is, I agree 100% that he's right in the sense that the record is bad, but I think that you create your own tradition and to start, to start winning there and... I mean, we lost. Was, was the day we lost the fifty-five months of final? I mean, if we're going back to those days, or was it? You might remember that one, Pat. I, I, I do. Well, God, I do. I was only a young lad, but uh, we, we lost yeah. instead. I know. But look, I wouldn't worry about the venue. I mean, as I said, it's, it's great for supporters, and I, I, I mean, if Lauren was looking for it the last day, I mean, we didn't know for them to win the game. I mean, the stupidity that was the game by absolutely top-class players making taking awful efforts at pot shots for goal. I mean, how it happened, I'll never know. I think it was just we saw the we saw that we saw the prize there to be won and we just got a little bit excited and jittery or something and of course you have to remember too you've been hit by Giants Limerick I mean, for the previous 55-65 minutes and maybe in the last few minutes you are tired of taking shots Dublin different kettle fish but look at serious challenge and it's what you'd want because if we're going to win the game with Kilkenny and to know we're beating a bad team to, uh, in preparation for Kilkenny that's not going to help you so a good test a good tough game would be great but I'd like to see better forward play from us Sean, last year when, when Clare lost the Munster Finals Limerick, you know, there was a, the fear and it proved it against Wexford. Or if Rory O'Connor going off blow and simply said, we would probably be beaten in the quarter final. But 
It just seemed to clear to turn everything into the Munster Championship, right? And we're just a, a dead duck at that stage. Yeah. Seems to be different this year, you know. Yeah. You're in because you, you left the Munster Championship behind you. There's no getting away from that. Yeah. You'd uh, imagine them inte- you know, they'd be thinking a lot different this yeah, time. Yeah, and, and I, I also think that, um, you know, against against um, against Limerick this year, we were I thought Clare finished a, fresh, a much fresher team yeah. than um, than Limerick. Limerick were hanging on, particularly in the last ten minutes, because Limerick were definitely out on their feet in the last ten minutes. I, I, you know, they had a few shots at goal. They just dribbled out wide, maybe you know five or six yards wide. That you know you'd, you'd normally say we're going over the bar whereas I thought Clay were, were, were on, their, on the front foot you know going into the last 10 minutes so I suppose th- that's all the more reason why we, we, we if you like we kind of we kind of left it after us if you, you know uh, because the chances were there you know we had you know as I mentioned already the, the free taken but outside of the free taken you know what it really worried me was that we dropped balls into the in, into the Limerick goalie's hands four or five of them at a crucial stage in the game and he was able to set up it and Tech, you know, having having got easy easy ball, and he found actually he found a few players, uh, you know, out, p- p- he, was he was able he, to pick was, them out. He was responsible for the last four points. He was, yeah, and 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 I think you know the fact that w- I think we we should really be learning from you know from our mistakes, you know, and and make sure that either they go wide or, or over the bar, you know. And there's nothing worse than you know giving a goalie a chance to set up an attack, which happened particularly in the last ten or fifteen minutes against Limerick. Kevin, there's no doubt about it. You looked down the field the last day, and Quaid was waiting for the Nicky Quaid. Look, he's a brilliant goalkeeper. His puckouts are exceptional, but he was waiting for the Clare players to move to Limerick to move in and take Clare's our position. But Clare's uh, position set up in the backs and everything. They were all over the place. There was Limerick just led them in very dense in positions, and it, it led to Clare's um, downfall. Really, it did. Like um, not to labour the point, but. The spacers in front of the Clare full back line, like Keen Nolan, had an absolutely tankless job. Like any anybody would have profited from the from the type of ball that Aaron Gillan was being was was being delivered into him. Um, like you could ask, was Keen the right man to be on him in the first place? As it played out, it wasn't. But like if if the ball has been pumped high into Gillan, he, he might have been. But as the ball, crossfield ball, like. It was such a, such a hard one to defend, and 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 Keane really struggled. That he stayed in the field as long as he did. We've all been talking about it since, um, and hopefully, like our management team, are going to learn from those kind of mistakes as well, because they are they have been mistakes, and and they did co- prove costly really, because the damage is done when the change was made. Um, the day against Limerick, um, I suppose the highlights as well. Just like last year when we were missing John the day the day against Kilkenny, like. We did really fall to pieces. He was he was our foundation stone at centre back. Connor maybe to lesser extent, lesser lesser extent the last day, but we were still when we go down to number 17, 18, 19, Um, have those guys had the exposure to to the big games that um that our real talisman likes the clearing and Conlon have had. I suppose we saw it likes the Shamian come on the last day as well. He lasted ten minutes and came off again, and. He went to a couple of balls. The balls came, didn't come into his hand first first time, and he got blown out of it. A man, experienced man, a real finisher, Ian Galvin, came on and, and really had a uh, was one of the real driving forces and catalysts for for us getting back into the game towards the end of it. Um, but we've huge amount of positives, I think, to look forward to as well because, like last year, okay, we gave it absolutely everything once the championship. It didn't go go our way. It was like a debt really coming out of the toilet. Um, after being beaten by Limerick in in, in 2022 
last day against Limerick, it was devastating, but it was more something like. But we didn't. We we, we didn't. Make, we, we didn't make here. We didn't. Uh, <laughs> but we, we we didn't capitalize on the chances that we actually had. Do you know? Like it, it, it was literally within our grasp. But uh, yeah, I, I I think the mindset, like Sean alluded to today. I, or earlier, I think the mindset is different. Once the championship is over, now we're into a different competition, and there's something there for us to really strive towards. Um, and hopefully, we will be doing it, and we'll, we'll be looking forward to a trip to Crow Park. Danny, do you see changes in the personnel from the last day? Obviously, they will be looking at the at the full back line. There's no doubt about that. You know, John Conlon was taken out of the centre back position the last day. You know, yeah. obviously, he's the best man for the job, but. They played him. They hit him everywhere. Bear at Bear centre back, and we were caught. We were caught on a few occasions by John being pulled out, and and we didn't. We weren't covering that space, you know. But I suppose, like, there isn't much being said in um, about with some of the decisions the management made the last day. I would have a big problem with a lot of the decisions with previous managements, and they've been slaughtered for less decisions, like some of the things the last day. I cannot for the life of me understand how Peter Duggan was taken off. He was the only man competing in the air. Um, well, Shane O'Donnell as well, of course. Uh, we'd say Keen Nolan, 50, 58 minutes. To be fair to him, until he got the yellow card, he'd done as good as anyone else. Yeah. We should have been reacting quicker. Um, I thought, personally, I thought Shane had done enough against Cork to start the last day. But we, it's the one thing we all know he is blistering pace. The room that Gillam was given last that, that day, you needed somebody with pace more than air especially to cover that ground. To cover that ground, you know why did it take fifty-eight minutes? Um, so I, and, and while well, I'm in one hand, I'm having to go at the management, but I'm hoping they'll learn from it, and that they'll be quicker to react to things. Maybe, hopefully, we won't have to react to it today, but we will. Maybe against Kilkenny in two weeks' time, so we need to be quicker on the line, make decisions, and. You know, looking looking at the decision to bring on Shane Meehan into it was a war of attrition in there, like it was a boiling hot day. Young fella, fantastic skill. He's very light. We all know he's very small and light, and he was going in there to a war. I just think it was another call that was got wrong on the day. Um, when as as Kevin said, when Galvin came on, he got two great points. He got fouled for another one. You know, he's stronger man. Just things like that, but we have to get all them calls right. We have to start getting them right from the world go. Big thing is the position of the team. We like we we can't even guess what what they'll do, but it, it is hugely important um, that we get our full back line and half back line right. Our, our half back line has probably been our best line all year, um, but as we said there, when John was pulled out of the centre, we didn't have a midfielder dropping in to cover that. Or we didn't have a, a wing back covering the covenant, and and Limerick were coming through them channels, and they got they got numerous scores. Like we've all probably watched it again at this stage, and it's probably when you watch it afterwards, watch it back. There was big gaps there when they pulled John out of the centre. Okay, when he was under the ball, he was immense. When he was coming out of the ball, he was immense. But they Limerick, like like Shane at the other side. Every time Shane O'Donnell got the ball, that the last day. They had five around him. You know, and he won fantastic possession, but on three or four occasions, he actually couldn't even get rid of it. They swarmed him. You know, they had their homework done. What I'm saying is, we need to be at the level where we're doing that homework. We should have been 
more more reactive to to Gillan, more reactive to John being pulled out of the centre. Um, and it's it's you know to be what Stuart said, is a proactive rather than reactive. Yeah. You know, and I suppose I'm giving out about management, but I'm just hoping that we will improve on these things, and we'll get it right. We don't have to pull a rabbit out of a hat every day. And and it looks like some of the decisions, you know, last year, everybody, we're all talking about it since. Where did Paddy Fitzpatrick come out of? Nobody knows. Keane Nolan played 15 minutes, I think, in, in a in a league match, and he played a half an hour in the water for Crystal match. So where did he actually come out of? I didn't, I wasn't hearing anything that he was outstanding in China. Maybe he was, no, I don't know. But, you know, why did we do something when Shane Amore, the week before against Cochrane, two weeks before, had come in when Conor Cleary got injured and he'd done a fine job. And as, as I said, the pace he has, that in the heat and, and in the space that the Limerick forwards created, there's more a man you need with pace. So we just hope we get it right for for today. Um, I suppose Burke is an out-and-out centre-forward. He, will, he won't be pulling John out of the centre, so we'd hope John would win that battle. But then Southcliffe would be all over the rest, so... And as you said, um, the other wing forward will be pulling Diamond. Yeah. Maybe that'll suit him. Diamond yeah. likes to go up the field. Bolin anyway. like, won't like yeah. to be defended. No. But Pat, you know, I know Danny alluded to Mike, but there's no reflection on Keen Nolan and Party Feast. Like, they no. went out to do their best in, 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 in the in this situation. I mean, it was just, you know, lack of experience on, on the day or whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, but. but look at it, you'd imagine that Pat de Clare would probably go with the more experienced players on this occasion. You know, it's a. Whatever way, once you get out of this evening by a pint or two pints, yeah. whatever it is, get just get out of there and aim, get to get to Crow Park. Yeah, sure. The whole thing is about the win. Uh, performance. I mean, we all want a performance, and performances obviously a good performance normally will give you the win in most cases. But it's about getting over the line, as we said. But I suppose you you got to kind of still have 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 a team whereby you nearly know where people are playing, and I think we're still uncertain in a lot of the ways we're set up. You know, we. we I know it's great to have lads who can set up differently depending on the horses for courses thing, but, you know, I mean, the half-back line is very settled. We know that Keane Nolan has come in, will be retained, we don't know. Um, obviously, Cleary's out for another while. Uh, is Shane going to be the option that will be started with? I thought, I'd agree with Danny, Danny on that one for sure. Shane Moore has been a class holder for a long, long time. Best, one of the best club holders in Clare for the last four or five years. Um, and certainly a county standard defender, a county standard player, he mightn't be the tightest defender, but I mean the pace he has to carry out ball and to help out people in the defence and just get the ball over there with, with carrying it and delivering it. Um, so that's one thing. Then you have the likes of the, the issue with the likes of Ian Galvin. Do you start him or do you, do you leave uh, Peter Duggan on? There's a lot of uncertainty in the way we're kind of. I suppose all teams have maybe uncertainties, but you know you'd love to get us a pattern whereby we know how the team is going to be regularly set up. And then what change will happen and, and what, what difference that makes to the team do we change the way we play and stuff. We loomed a lot, a lot of ball, high ball into Peter Dubin the last day. And I think, in fairness to Peter, he was savagely working hard to break it down and he did set up scores. I mean, the only one you could aim ball at as such in the inside, towards the inside of the line. And a lot came off him. And he takes a lot of wallops, he takes a lot of punishment, he keeps the defenders busy. Um, but the thing is, then we keep lumping it when he's in there as well, and it's not working. We know we, we bring the wrong head of ball. I'd love to see us have a Mark Rogers on the inside with an acre of land in front of him to run into and pick up the ball as he can, and he's a swivel and he's a turn in his wrists. And we don't seem to be doing that. He had to come out, he had to come out into traffic the last day, and he got the point of the championship, I think, the last day. 
from up to the Mackey stand, having, having beaten a few players and sidestep inside. In fact, Aidan McCarthy was inside. They hit him that time, but in fairness to Aidan McCarthy was playing, nothing much good giving him the ball. He didn't seem right, but that was one of the greatest points I've seen this year in the Championship. So I would love to see Mark, Mark Rogers utilised properly. And I think even with Scarif, it's the same thing. When he's decided on the inside line and he gets ball in, hopping off the ground in front of him, he's lethal. And uh, I'd love to see us trying to make something out of that. Sean, do you see Brian Lohan pulling a rabbit out the head this occasion, or do you think he'll go for the tried and tested? I, I, I think he'll go for the tried and tested, you know. But going, going back to, to Pat's point about Mark Rogers, I, I, I think it, it's all about getting in a quality ball into the full forward line, and we haven't been doing that. We we seem to shoot from 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 distance yeah. and from sidelines, and you know, as you'd often wonder, uh, you know, some of the shots aren't on. They're precision shots. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you don't see Limerick doing that. They they they. They'll, they'll prefer to go with the crossfield ball and play it into space, you know, t- 30, 30 yards away or maybe even 20 yards in order to channel it through to the man in the best position. And invariably then it ends with a score. And, and, and I think maybe, you know, from a, co- from a, from a forward perspective, I, I, I think, you know, we, 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 we tend to, to shoot, you know, when we should be playing it around a little bit more. And I, 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 I know he's, you know, in fairness, I suppose, the management, they, they, they tend to, you know, it's kind of going back to the great Gerald Nan era. You know, you put scores on the board and, you know, if, if, if you're not getting a point or two, well, then I, I, I could be facing the touchline, you know. And, and I mean, like, but it's a pity that we have to adopt that policy you know I, I prefer to you know I suppose this is where Kinnerk if you like comes in to the whole scene of preparation and uh, that play the ball around and get, and you know t- what we've been talking for 10 minutes about Aaron Gillan and the quality of ball he got and I mean that didn't happen by accident that happens be- in, in training and you know on a regular basis that type of ball is being played in and also you can be sure that the centre back has been pulled out as well and you know, but but the difference is that Limerick, you know, as as Danny pointed out, like for, we just give the example of Shane O'Donnell. He's right. Like I mean, four or five people crowd him out. He go he go into the sky and he pick it. He get brilliant a brilliant ball, but he he has he finds a fierce heart to distribute it to to give it to someone on the run. You know, because he's so much crowded out. You know, he's just he's just closed down really. And it, actually, actually, I often wonder how he ever manages to get the ball around. You know, it's actually unbelievable how he finds a man. I mean, that's a credit to him because he has such vision and, and the man has you know vision in terms of yeah, laying on a ball but he can also score as well yeah. you know Kevin I know Sean alluded to the point earlier about the, getting a, a regular free taker obviously the selection of the team will dictate if he had McCarthy's plan he'd be probably if he starts he'd be taking the freeze if not to be Tony Kelly he'd be taking the freeze but that's probably a call that's going to have to be made if it hadn't been made already yeah, and I suppose like Ed McCarthy just didn't seem at the at the pitch of the last day, and like I alluded earlier myself, just he definitely takes on long range freeze. I think if even if Aidan is playing and he is hitting the hitting, hitting the freeze, he should not be hitting the long range from his own half back line, because um, he he's he's he, close in. He he's fairly um, accurate. accurate, all right. Um, but it will be called whether he will start the last day. if he's fit. I think he will. To be honest, um, I I think. W- be more or less the same team with Shana coming in for Keane Nolan is what I'd be, I'd be expecting but um, again time will tell and we'll see what will take to the field later on against Dublin um, 
but even just what the lad's saying definitely the type of ball we go into the f- forward line like our scores are either come through the likes of Taylor Malone and Tony running through the middle and and, and taking their scores the long range free or just launching the ball into Peter and, and working off the breaks and like we have to remember we have got profited from those type of balls into Peter during the course of the championship like Cork, Peter Cork sixes and sevens particularly in the first half yeah. inside in the park so it, it is very very effective but it can't be just the only yeah. thing that we do like like Mac Rogers is a joy to behold. Like if Mac Rogers is getting the ball that Aaron Gillam was getting the last day against um against uh Claire, like he would have he would have set the, proffered, yeah. yeah, he would have set the world alight. And it would be nice to see him get on those kind of balls as opposed to working his socks off working off scraps to get the points that, that uh Pat Min- point that Pat mentioned or or the break that came off the goal yeah. the last day from from or off the post the last day for his goal. But what a finish it was as well and it showed his class there. Like um I remember who with the Limerick defender was marking him, but like he turned him on the sixpence and buried him in the corner, the opposite corner to where Nicky Quaid was going to. Um, but like hopefully we, we'll be able to see a little bit more different patterns of play against Dublin um, later on, and that we have an opportunity to kind of see that, and hopefully that will have been worked on in training. Danny, clear to win on Saturday, Saturday this evening this run. Yeah, and I think we even even against history, Danny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there's no title in say. Um, I, I think I think we could win and maybe by five or six, hopefully. I think that we're well capable of it. As um said earlier, we probably have, if you go man to man down through the team, we have better horrors than Dublin. But we just need to turn up and we're more than capable. And I and I think we actually will. I don't think we'll have a hangover, as Kevin said, compared to last year. You know, it was such a deflation coming out of Torres last year compared to... Okay, people Bingo. were disappointed last Sunday. They were disappointed, but not deflated, you know. And I'd say the players were in the same thing, you know. The players know they left it there. Whereas last year, we prob- Limerick were probably definitely in the extra time they were better than us. But we were the better team this year, and we finished stronger. So the players will know that, and they'll take great heart from that. Pat, clear to win? Yeah, I'd be, very, I'd be confident they will win, all right, as I said. Well, we all agree in the in the approach to the game correctly and play the way we can play and uh, play sensibly and be have a couple of things up our sleeve. Maybe even one or two little moving ways to play in the ball in and stuff like that. I think definitely will win the game. Yeah, Sean, you can cover that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Kevin, you go for the full house. Yep, uh, clear to win. Yeah. Okay, quick word on Tipperary and We're going to start with you, Denny. You know, this yeah, is one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, sitting on the fence. I think I think Galway could win it. Um, I think Tip last Sunday. Or last Saturday, the seven thirty. As I said earlier, we've no look for that. No, and and I think Galway will will be smarting over the Leinster final. You know, they had come back for the, the six seven down yeah. to go ahead and eight points down to come back and done great hurling in that second half. You know, gone ahead and you know another time you kick a ball and go out over anyway. the sideline. You kick a ball, it could go off into your own man's hand. Go straight out. You know, will that happen again? And and how many chances did they clear the ball? But they'll. I think they'll come out with a big fight in them and I'll go for Galway winning that one Kevin I think I'll, I'll go against Danny I think I'll go I'll go for Tipperary um, like they're come, they've are they've had a period of time about four or five weeks to work towards you got their injured, injured players back exactly like the Ford is coming back into the frame as well Um Cal would have been de- desperately disappointed how they petered out of the out of the provincial championship. Really and truly, they had a monster final in their they blew, they, blew, they blew it as well. They blew it, and they didn't help us in the in the whole yard of it as well. But um, 
Galway as well they've been very inconsistent in the championship like they've been very hot and cold like desperately poor against Dublin in the first half in the Leinster championship poor for long parts of the game against Kilkenny as well they had to fight back and if they'd won that game I think they'd have been on a real upward curve as it turned out breaking ball they ended up losing it um, so as a Galway supporter not that I am but I'd imagine a lot of them would have been very frustra- frustrated how the campaign has, has played out um, so there's a lot of sake for them and for Shefflin as well um, against Tip later on but I, I'll give the shout I'll give the shout to Tip Sean there's a lot of pressure on Galway especially on, on Henry Shefflin you know he came in there was a big you yeah. know big he, who when he came in yeah, you know he, he hasn't really delivered you know, yet. And I know he's had a tough times you himself know, but he just it's yeah. he, you know, he hasn't proved his worth as of yet. No, and 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 they always seem to be, you know, in in the in particularly in the in the Leinster Championship, they're seemingly coming behind in All a lot a lot yeah. of games. They never took out, you know, took the lead and and drove on. Yeah. You know, in typical, we'll say, Shefflin style, as as you know, as he as, as he did himself. But uh, I, I actually fancy Tipperary as well. Would you believe it? I think Tip Tip got got the kick up and up, up the backside that they, that they, they needed against um, against Waterford, and they're a, a, a stronger team. And I think up the middle, Seamus Cannon is back full forward. Uh, listen, they have a lot of class, class players. players yeah. John John McGrath is coming on as a sub. Norm McGrath and. and Mark Keogh, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's re- probably one of the players of the year. To yeah, be fair. and really coming, coming, coming of age, we'll say uh, this year. And I, I, I just fancy Tip. I, 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 I think they're coming at the right time. And uh, you know, they, they, as I say, you know, they, they got, they got a road awakening against Waterford. Pet is hard to play for. You know, your neighbours up there, they'll be, they'll be made for all as well. There's still question marks over Tipperary's defence, maybe at the same time, and. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, and, and there's, look, there's a lot of going to be answered this evening. Well, just, just, first of all, just again, it can go either way. I'm kind of leaning slightly, slightly towards Galway as well, in the sense that I, I think if you lose a Leinster final like that, knowing you've the game won and you, a stupid, freakish mistake is made and you go off the field disgusted with yourself and you have a chance to atone, you know, to play in a team, I suppose that nobody was given a chance to early in the year at all. And when... When tips smell blood and there's any weaknesses in defence, like we made the mistakes, uh, awfully obviously didn't even turn up and weren't good enough to turn up. Uh, Cork will, will always have a shootout with Tip anyway. You know, they will punish you. But I wonder when it came to a right tight, if it comes to a right tight arm wrestle, you know, Galway have good, <laughs> solid, strong men around the field. And I think I think there must be a day when Galway actually do just play the kind of a game that they're capable of playing. I mean, they have one of the top squads in the country. There's no question about it. Still, you know, and um, I think if if I think Galway, the Tip have got it so easy against Offaly. I, I I think there'll be a false sense of how good they are, and I think Galway will screw, turn the screw on those better and those forwards. I think. Um, having said that, I love watching Noel McGrath. I think he's one. He, when we're talking about top mm-hmm. players, we often, in, we yeah. often forget him. He's the most wonderful player to watch, and he's still doing it for, for Tip. But and again, as Jake Morris having the, the year of his life, but uh, I still think, I think, I still think that Galway will have enough for, for in a tight, in a tighter battle altogether, a more physical game, and uh, you know, a, a more intensity. I'd say Galway just about. Yeah, we look forward to both of those games later on in in the two to two to Sorry. Well, no. Yeah, we need a. Uh, I know the case of all these under the counter. We're out of time. We're out of time. <laughs> but Sean, before we get on to the, the local, the local club championship draw, which has drawn great interest, big news, I suppose, last weekend after the Clare football uh, exit defeat, you know, to, to Derry, where they played quite well. Colum Collins departing the, the his role 
after 10 years, and in fairness, he he done 10 great years and yeah. has transformed football in the county. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Th- there's no doubt about it, Cullum, uh, he, you know, in his role as manager for 10 years, not alone did he, you know, get good results and brought us, brought us to places that we never thought we'd get, we'd get and, and won games that probably Claire didn't think that. But I, I think the most, the, the biggest legacy from him is that he, he rose the standard of football uh, right across the county in terms of underage. He was seriously involved in underage development squads, under 20s, you know, minors. He involved himself in, in all aspects of uh, development for football. And if there's only a, a fundraiser of a poker classic, which I, I often attended myself, but he, he, he was in the middle of it all. And in fairness to him, no, he, he was, uh, and he was a player's man very much, I, I would think um you know he, he 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 helped out players in terms of getting a bit of work or you know students and all that kind of thing he was definitely um a, a, he was uh, more than a manager really he was that. really yeah yeah and and uh, I, I i think he'll go down in history as a as a, as a great player man and a great football man and there's no doubt his services won't be left on the on the, on the side yeah, end I, for, I, for I, I, I think he'll be utilised, you know, in, in some shape or form because uh, he's he's football to the core and uh, he's so much involved and so much given that I, I don't think he'll walk away, you know, at this stage. Yeah, and look, we wish him the very best in whatever road he, he turns to. Obviously, as we said last weekend, it was, it was like Led's, old times Led's being glued to the radio and watching Claire GA TV with the, the, the championship draws and the local championship and we'll have a... Local scene on We're going to start with you, and, and the first round was time is moving on quick. You've Bellier, Josephs, Einik in the morning, Scarif and Kinmaley. Is this the group of dead, Denny? It's, it's a tough group. It's, um, you know, there'd be teams there like I, I'd fancy to have a real say in the championship, and you'll fight Einik in the morning. Scarif, I think, are the most improved team in the in the county in the, over the over the last two three years. Um, Bellier, county champions, Joseph's intermediate champions. It's a real group. Every game, there's there's something in every game, you know. So, um, it it'd be impossible to call it, but there's one we're really looking forward to seeing games in this group now. Kevin. Yeah, no, as makings of absolute cracker, you could, like. As, as Danny said, Bellier, champion, Scarf, extremely impressive, Ina, um, St. Joseph, Kilmele. Um, the call who, who the, the, the teams to come out is, is going to be difficult and you, you're you going to have maybe a, a real kind of marquee team struggling to get out of the group like could you, could you see a situation where Bellier might not get out of the group because very often they're kind of slow the, bri- to get the bridge would love that <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would they've avoided them, they've avoided them long enough but um, losing a few players too and the tie um, Pierce Lillis has gone, to, gone America. to America yeah Yeah. so like Bellier mightn't be the force and they are slower to get, slower to get moving in the championship very often so like St. Joseph's they'll be coming away here quietly as well like will they fancy a scalp they'll be, they'll be well organised um, Ina Kilmona always have great potential Scarf I'm sure they'll be desperately hungry and they'll, they'll be looking to build on escaping the relegation last year and moving forward like um, yeah cracking group and group of debt I think so 
Sean, I suppose looking to, to scale up the local team there, right? And they're in the Clare Cup semi final uh, tomorrow, uh, playing another another East Clare derby with the Mills. And you know that's brilliant preparation for them going in towards the, the yeah, the, absolutely, the, yeah, yeah. And and they have had a, a very good cup campaign, and um, as you say, you know, qualified, you know, for a semi final. So the, 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 their forum is good, and ironically, um, a lot of the the, the the teams, you know, going into the championships and, and in both intermediate and and, and senior. Um, you know, they haven't had good form because a, a lot of the reason would be that, you know, if, if county players are involved yeah. with the team, mm. they're No, it can, be, it can be false judgment. Yeah, it, right. it can yeah. be very false judgment, absolutely, yeah. And, and uh, but it's a hugely, you know, it's really hard to call. I mean, Bellier, you, you'd imagine, like, they, they'd come out all guns blazing, you know, in, in championship, even though they, they have had a poor run in the in, in, in the cup. Uh, I, I know... George Bayfield will obviously be anxious to make their mark at senior level, and uh, I, I think Scarif. I, I I I give Scarif a great chance of coming out of that group. Kilmele are kind of the unknown, really. They're you know, you, you don't know what you, what you'll get from Kilmele on a good day. You know, they're capable of beating anyone, and Einik uh, in the morning similarly. So you know, it's 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 really open. But I I'd fancy Scarif, possibly, you know. Could be, could be, could be, be Bellier, yeah. you know. Pat, last year, Kilmele were, were beaten once in the whole yeah. year, right? And and that was against they, they they decimated themselves against Clooney above in the park. Other than that, they they were unbeaten. They, they won the cup. They were you know the only game they lost and they killed them. Like, but it is a group of that Scarif, you know, and of course, obviously, the Clare Cup semi final tomorrow again. The Mills takes importance at the moment. But who do you see coming out of that one, Pat? Well, when I saw the group first, I, I said, oh, God, sure, God, kill Mealy and I need to kill Nimona. I would say, apart from Bellier, we know, and I was saying, oh, sure. Every, but then I said, every year they've been told they're doing these amazing things, and, and most years they're failing. So I wouldn't be as... I, I, I kind of begin to think, even though you mentioned Kilmele the early one last year, that their, their boss is nearly gone, I'd say. They should have been winning or pushing for a senior championship in the last couple of years. I know they came up from intermediate there, obviously, after going shockingly down there a few years back, but... Aina Kilimona are kind of similar. So I think Scarif have a real chance here. I think if you look at the forwards they have, and I mean, the other the other sport players for Scarif are quite are good players, yeah. like decent players. I think Scarif, uh, I wouldn't rate yet. I think it'll take him another year or two. I think Scarif and Bellier have to pin, put a pin in my collar. No, my collar, let's, let's leave an Aina Kilimona and Kilmele as, 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 as all surrounds. But um, it's a very, very fa- fabulous group and there's an awful lot of good hurling in that group. Right, you start off with you this time, and as Denny says, who's going to come out along with the bridge? But uh, <laughs> the oh, the intermediate. Sorry, you're, oh, probably, yeah. saying the same, you're, probably, you're probably saying the same about this one. The bridge, Christine, Clannair, and the Mills, and again, these these could go either way as well. Yeah, and if I was asked to answer straight away, I'd say the bridge and Clannair, not because of their their tradition, or because of their you know the whole, because they're probably the two best teams. I think Christine. Uh, are back a little bit from that that standard. I think the Mills have been doing fabulously with, with players missing and transferred and everything else in the cup. And I mean, obviously they haven't read the, the script. But I think if it came to her championship, Clara are a bit like Clamelian and Kilmona. Probably had better players than them over the last ten years and haven't done what they should have been doing. But I still I still fancy them. The Bridge. I can never bet against the Bridge in the senior championship. In fairness, they're going to be last four anyway. But uh, I'd say Clamelara. John. Yeah, I, I'd say the bridge certainly will come through. Um, really it's a toss-up. Clare, the Mills, you know, they've gone very well. And I, I wouldn't rule out Crusheen no, either. Neither. They're a good championship team. Um, uh, Clare, probably, you know, the strongest in terms of, you know, county players and all that. But they, they, 
they, it doesn't always transfer into the club scene. You know, they, they, they for some reason or, or other they haven't they've under 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 delivered for yeah. the past uh, few years. And um, you know, they, they might get it right this year. I I I I I give a, a shouting chance to the Mills, Kevin. Not to go, go against Danny Chaplin, but uh, the bridge will come out anyway. Well, he's right beside you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I, would, I wouldn't fancy my chances there. Yeah, no, you listen, you'd expect the bridge to come out. Christine, yeah, listen, you'd imagine resources are thin in the ground there. The exceptional men involved in yeah, they're doing well, though. Yeah, they're doing well, and they, they will maximise themselves in the championship, so you could see them causing an upset or two. Will they be consistent and strong enough, and if the resources get out of the group, it's hard to see it. Clara they flattered to see year in year out um, so I'd see themselves be- between themselves and the Mills for a shout out for the second team to come out like the Mills to the point we made there earlier in relation to Clare Cup they probably have had all their, t- all their players available during the course of the Cup yeah. and signs on the top of the division yeah, 1 Sean Lou that point yeah, yeah. yeah so like um I give the Bridge Mills a, a, um, a shout out to come out with Clanlara narrowly, narrowly losing out, but Corsheen potentially causes an upset as well. Danny? Yeah, um, I would go with the Bridge and Clanlara. I just think Clanlara, if some year they are going to get it right again, um, they, have, they have a good squad. You know, it's not just the county players, there's young Mariarty there, there's Fitzgeralds. The, yeah, they, you have know, they, they have good players. They have good players, the and no, again, they're like us. They're like every club now. There's two or three going travelling, so you know they could have a big bearing in this year's championship more than any other. With clubs that travelling, like you look at the Mills, what they have lost. The Coney's are gone. Jacob Lucknan has gone. Colin Crean transferred to to Dublin. They're major losses to a small club, you know. They're they're doing very well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But as lads said, and they're right. They've had a full team for the whole cup, whereas no other team that they've played has had a full team, you know. Um, realistically in Division 1 you know Bellier and Bradford were relegated last week but I don't think in any game this year we um, and I know the Bradford haven't had a full team but Bellier haven't had either yeah. you know so but look at the Mills will be competitive and, and they will be there and, and this second place I think could come down to Clanlara versus the Mills that game the winner of that game could, could be coming through for second place. I mean, we have to start with your own group three anyway, because your favourite team are in this group, no Macken and Fergus. So who's going? To, who do you reckon is going to come up with him, Denny? Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> right. I don't think they're going to come out. Should <laughs> 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 um, look at it. It's again. It's it's a tough group. Wolf Tones are in there. No Market. Cratlow and Clooney. Clooney. To me, I, I can see Clooney topping the group. I thought last year they were starting to get things going right. There a lot of good young fellas, like John Keneally's had a great under-20 campaign. Um, they've Dave young O'Neill, Dave O'Neill, 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 O'Neill is coming yeah. in this year. So I, I, I think they could be top. And Cratler, maybe some of them are shoving on a small bit. You know, did they, they got to the semi-final last year, but was kind of that the, the peak of it. So again, it's I I go for Clooney to top the group and the winners of Cratler in the market, which will be Cratler. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise, there, Kevin. 
Yeah, no, listen, in, uh, in, a, in 30 seconds. Yeah, no, I agree. Clooney to come out of it. And hard to see beyond Cratlow. Some of their great servants, they are pushing on, but by God, they're great servants. Yeah, yeah. And you'd expect they will come out of the group with that quality that they have. New Market the Wolf Tones, yeah, I suppose, again, strength and depth just isn't there within those clubs. So Cratlow and Clooney be my show. Sean. Clooney to talk. I, I, I go Clooney, but I, I, I expect New Market, um, New Market to, 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 to rekindle all the older, older days, we'll say. I, I I think they're not that far off, yeah. um, you know. And Cratlow, as we say, are probably on the way and having given give huge service, you know. To, uh, you know, will it come down to the Cratlow and America game, Sean? It, it will, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the key. Yeah, Pat. Yeah. Again, Tony Quinn, we come out. I feel sure. Obviously, they're they're a coming squad. Um, the other thing, I have to agree, Cratlow and America are probably the two. The other thing, Wolf Tones, but if you take the Wolf Tones, top four or five players that are outstanding at club level. The backups supporters, yeah. but they could take one scalp to affect uh, one of the others. They could take possibly a crack lord in America on a given day. Um, but I'll go Clooney Quinn, and I think Cratlow might have one more one more kick in them. We start for doing with you for the last group for Eroke, Fiekel, Crawford, and Clark Castle. And I know Denny is smiling with this one. They got the not a yeah. bad draw as things are about. How do you think it's going to go, Pat? Uh, look at Eroke. You don't. I. I, I there's, there's something missing still, even though look at last year that they probably should have been county champions, and yet I, I wouldn't be overly sure of them repeating that. I don't know how David really is getting, oh, getting back fit, what the story is, but that, that's a, a few weeks down the line. Look, Fiekel, I think, will come out of the group because they have most of their squad, they're all fitting well, and they're playing very well in the cup most most of the time, and they're a great championship side. And I give Fiekel a nod there. Uh, I'd love to see Bradford doing well, uh, not just because Denny's here, but I mean, again, one of the smaller clubs, come up from Beach a few years ago. Um, but Clare Castle are on the improve, I think, as well. And I think Clare Castle at some stage are going to come back to uh, better days, but I go just about have to go at Fiekel and Aerog, I think, and I think Bradford probably are hopefully going to p- take a scalp at least. Yeah, I, 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 you know, concur with with that. I, I feel will 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 definitely come through. I, I would say the, the key really is is their old Clarecastle game. You know, uh, Clarecastle always play with yeah, their, their, their neighbours, yeah. and and um, I, I think the winner winner of that will probably co- go through with Fiekel. Kevin. Yeah, it's hard to look beyond their rogue just because of their track record in the last few few years. You'd expect them to come out. Now, I saw them early stages last year, and they were, they were poor. It took them a while to get going again. I suppose it's because quite a few of their lads are involved with the county teams. Um, but we'll give a rogue a shout. And um, I'd say Broadford will be rubbing their hands playing their local rivals, Feekland. They have a little bit of a history against Clarecastle as well. So it's, it's a toss-up between the last three, but... I have a good magpie living next door to me in, um, in Tulla that is involved with Clare Castle. I'm going to give Dim a head and a show for a second. I think you'll come up with that one, all right. Denny? Um, I think the first round of, the, uh, of this group is going to be huge. Erog versus Fiekel and Bravo versus Clare Castle. They're the first two games in it. If Erog were to pull off um, a result against Fiekel and just say ourselves we were to beat... Clare Castle or vice versa Clare Castle beat because it then goes into second round you're going in with a win you know uh, if Fiekel beat Eirog and Bradford beat Clare Castle well then we'd be looking at taking on um, with Eirog second so if we if they were to lose the first round we'd be having a right cracker in the second round if, if, of course we're going for a win um, but rightly so and, and Eirog would be favourites Fiekel would be second favourites and we'd be hoping to cause a shock that's 
you know. Yeah, you beat Clare should have yeah. beat. Yeah, well, like I'm not yeah. ruling out Clare Castle now. Mm. I'm not ruling them out, but you would looking at the group, you would say they have a lot of young fellas. I was talking to Colin Lynch the other day. They're actually going to lose two or three of them. There's there's yeah. two. Bobby Duggan is gone, and there's two or three more going. You know, and that that some of the yeah, it's come back to your point, as you say. Yeah, it's going yeah. back. Now we've lost, we've lost Shane Taylor, and we've lost Dermot Maloney. Uh, there is a chance Dermot will be back for the first two rounds of the championship. He's coming home for his brother's wedding, and he might stay around for a month. Which okay, he wouldn't be starting him, but he'd be a big throw in there with twenty minutes to go. You know, if he's around, but Shane is gone, and and I think for a small club to lose two. Yeah, you can't, afford, can't players, afford it. You know, we, we can't afford it. Not, no more than a lot of the other clubs. You know, even Fecal, you know, oh, yeah. if they were to lose two players to immigration, you know, it would hit them hard as well. But yeah, we're still, we're, we'd be happy enough. We've a couple of good young fellas coming through. Um, and hopefully we can survive for one more year yeah, and we'll have a great young fella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those other times you'd be trying to meet anyway, but anyway, look, look, we look, for <laughs> we, look, we look forward to this championship with Reddit. Sean, we have to start with you for the, the intermediates and you know, the intermediate hurling. And yeah, look, we look at group one and Tullus, Middle Blinds, but I Kilinina and East Clare Championship plus yeah, Tubbert running. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it's a tough group, there's no doubt about it. Um, v- very tough. Uh, you, you could, you know, you could pick out, uh, you could pick out. Three, three teams, uh, and but uh, and there's three coming out in it. Yeah, there are three teams coming out coming out of that group. But uh, I fancy ourselves. I I think, but I will come through. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think there's quality enough in in the team, and and they're in the league final already. You know, they have, they, yeah, yeah, and, so, and they have yeah. played very well in in the league up to, up to date. And I, I fancy them coming through. Probably Tulla, um, Tubber. Uh, you, can, you know, you couldn't rule out Smith O'Brien's either. Killinina always give Ike a, a right tough match, and and they'll do so again. And um, they beat Tubber two years ago. So. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it, it's it's really hard to call, but I still f- fancy I still fancy Tulla Tulla Smith O'Brien's and 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 but Ike maybe to come out. Pet. Tulla will anyway. I feel fairly confident, and I'd say in fairness to, to yourselves, but Ike should as well. Uh, Smith O'Brien's probably have declined a little bit. I think Tubber have cl- declined some more as well. We are hopefully on the up, but two two twenty euro lads that are good, decent, aren't going to be an intermediate championship or get, get out of our old for you alone. And uh, uh, we have a few good young lads coming, and I think we will come stronger. Uh, so Tolla, Tolla Tubber, Tolla probably Tubber and Budike, and uh, I'll be hoping we can cause a shock and maybe beat Tubber and maybe beat Smith Rising. Kevin, but not not. Like you're going to have a, a, a f- what some might consider the start of your contender to the intermediate championship losing out. Like um, you, you can't, hard to see Kilinina get out of the group. Truth be told, like Pat alluded to there, just don't have the strength and depth. Despite like seeing Mac and Keith Smith, who will be very very prominent for them. But then you're looking at three from Tullis, Smith, O'Brien's and Tubber, and and Bodike. Yeah, but I've had an exceptional year so far. I think how Tolly will get on will be dependent on a lot on the fitness of Dara Curry and how to maximise the resources of Davy Mack as well, yeah. who's been one of the players of the championship this year. Tubber, Tubber, and they've strong players. You as can well. never write them off. You never can write them off. Plus, you're going to have handfuls like you're, you're going to have the likes of Don McMahon and, and, and Dunford who are going to be difficult operators yeah. to deal with. So, I think I'll give a shout for Tulla, Tubber, and Bodike just in the strength of their league campaign so far. They've been, ex- they've been very strong. Denny. And Lee yeah. Farm isn't the precursor to anything in the championship. No, but absolutely. But I, I would go with Tulla and Bodike, and I, 
I'd have a, a slight leaning towards Killinena. I just think Killaloo are in trouble with immigration. They're in trouble with players injured. They're in trouble with a lot of things down there. I, I can see them struggling. Um, and Tober, I, I saw him playing last week against uh, the Bridge Intermediate team and they were poor. No, they were... It's it's they're not ready for the championship yet, but it's 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 around the corner. Maybe they'll do the work in between now and then. And, and as he said, you can't write them off. But I just think they have slipped a bit. Um, and and I feel if Ian Mac and and Smith like Smith is going to be a handful for anybody in intermediate championship. Smith and is a man that could see action for Clare before he, this championship. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and you know he 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 proved it last year up in Anortas. Um, maybe or two years ago when, when they beat and they were full value for beating Tober that day you yeah. know and we, like I was involved at the bridge that time and, and we we the whole our whole game was about stopping the ball getting to him not actually yeah, stopping yeah, him yeah, yeah. just stopping the ball getting to him because I don't think any intermediate team if he get if he's on the ball and he's on his game no, he's capable of stopping yeah you know yeah, yeah, no yeah. so I I would just go for Killinane in third place above Tubber. So you're going with Tulla and Bedike as well? Yeah, yeah Tulla and Bedike, yeah. Right, tapping to Group 2 then, uh, I suppose everyone's favourites of the Championship are probably Wycott, one of the teams relegated last year. Corofin, they're in, the, in that league semi-final as well. Kevin, your own Rhino there. St. Joseph, Dora Bearfield, second team in the middle, second team. It looks really clear cut who's going to come out here. Yeah, it, it really does. I think it's a toss up between Corfin and Whitegate to top it. Rouen to come in into third place because you'd expect them to be the better of the two. Um, second team, St. Joseph in the Mills. Um, third year in a row, Rouen are playing Corfin in the championship as well. Corfin beat them comfortably enough last no, year. No one other quite well, yeah. They know each other. They're, they're in bed sometimes and out of bed <laughs> other times. Um, a bit different to our history long ago, but anyway. Um, yeah, Whitegate, yeah, you'd imagine. Um, yeah, they're going to be contenders for anybody. They'll maximise themselves. I know they're missing quite a few from last year, but a fairly clear-cut group, I think. Sean? Yeah, I, I expect Whitegate to come out top team and uh, Corofin and Rwandan, obviously two two friendly neighbours. So they, 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 that'll be... They'll help, they'll help another out. They will, of course, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it, it was hard to see Dora Bearfield and O'Callaghan's Mills, you know, causing an, an upset yeah, to those teams, three. Yeah. Pat? I agree, there's two second teams shouldn't be able to get Tony O'Currofe in Whitegate or 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 one either for that matter. So uh, yeah, I think I think Whitegate will probably knowing known their history in recent years and how they fight, I think they'll probably top it, but Corofin will be very close. You can Corbett yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we go to the final group, Pat. We'll start with you and yeah. Danny Six my bridge are here again. I Nikilamona. Pertin Mealy Cora team that were unlucky last year to lose out to Tulladown in Bradford, Ogonala and Numac and Fergus. Yeah, you would imagine the bridge come out here, and, and any, anything could happen after that. Well, the bridge, in fairness, always have a. Decent and they're in a league semi-final this weekend. Decent quality of intermediate team and, and a very good quality intermediate team. I'm really surprised they haven't won an intermediate championship in the last five years because they've been knocking on the door and they never they really produced the best performance. So I tip and six, the bridge come out for sure. There's two out of this group, isn't it? Yeah, two, yeah. Two, yeah. Uh, after yeah. that, you'd have to say, I suppose, party mainly Aldo Gunnelo. You know, between between party and Milik and Gunnelo, I think, you know, they're the only. Their, their main team and their club is only Kilimona second team again are usually decent like the bridge but not quite as good as the bridge so I'd say the bridge and Party and Milik Gunlo. I suppose Party and Milik might be that little bit more seasoned at this level and Gunlo, who might take another year to, 
to get a bit into intermediate level, so I'll, I'll go with party. Sean, you obviously you, you go with the bridge as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I see nine in Kilmore a second team this year, and I think of all the teams, I know the bridge beat him, beat but I quite well in the league. But for me, I in Kilmore were the best team that. I yeah. thought that, but I played all year, mm. even though. But I got we're looking to win by a pint above. But yeah, you know, anything yeah. could happen here, Sean. And, and I, I, they played Corrigan uh, uh, last weekend, uh, and and I heard you know they they really should have beaten them. Uh, so I I would give Ina Kinnamon a, a shout here, and and I wouldn't rule out a Gunnarlo. A Gunnarlo a good championship team. I think they're missing a few players. Yeah. All right, so that that, that might be that th- might be their th- Achilles' heel. Yeah, maybe. yeah that, that'll, that'll probably tell against them. Yeah. But Kevin, how would you? I uh, wouldn't look him up last year. Like they they came out and they beat Tullin in round one. Yeah, no, I think Ogunla, like Sean said, they're a championship team. They get the most out of themselves. They're very tight knit as well, and and um, they'll be in with a shout to come out for sure. Um, Partina missing. They're very impressive centre forward from last year as well. Evan Fitzgerald, who yeah. understand, has transferred to uh, to Patrick's well in Limerick. Yeah, and. Oh, a, a, a huge loss to them and he was extremely influential when I saw Partey play last year so Partey might not be as strong as um, what they were um, evening match group yeah um, I, a gun on the bridge I'll say just because a gun they'll be gunning for the championship and they had a, a big win last year against Tulloch I know the championship is a good bit is a bit away as of yet but teams will be fine tuned their preparations and we will be previewing these in more depth winners of the senior championship intermediate championship Denny and don't say the bridge and the bridge. <laughs> you asked me. Um, Cena cha- I, I, I actually yeah. will go with the bridge and the Cena Championship and I go with White and the Championship. Kevin? Um, I'll go with a rogue if they get their act together. They've been knocking on the door. I'll give them a hesitant shout for the Senior Championship but this removed but time will tell as the Championship progresses. And in the Intermediate Championship I will say Tulla. That's a big surprise, Kevin. Sean, uh, I, 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 I stick with Belly. I, I, I think they're a great championship team, you know, uh, and um, I um, I fancy Whitegate to win the intermediate, you know, on Corden Forum. Uh, you know, the players they have and the quality they've, they've you know, they have over the years. And the experience of playing at a high level. Yeah, level, uh, and I, I think they'll be very hard to beat. Pat, Bridge and Whitegate. You're going with that. So that, concur- that concludes our sports science show here today. And thanks for your views on, on all hurling matters today. To Pat, Sean, Kevin and to Denny, thanks a million. And as I said, that concludes our sports science show here today on Scarab Bay Queen's Radio and 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM in association with our credit unit. Thanks also to Jim in the engineering studio for getting us through the programme. Thanks to you, uh, the listeners, for tuning in here. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you enjoy the hurling, the feast of hurling that's going to come uh, for the weekend. We wish Claire the very best of luck. We wish all our teams the best of luck in the league playoffs and semi-finals tomorrow or whatever whatever they may bring. So, all that remains is from Amelia Dial. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn.